0: Welcome to Engaging and Empowering School Libraries, a podcast that aims to raise the profile of school libraries by talking about topics that are current across education and teaching. Today, Daryl, Turian and I are continuing our monthly chat, Fossil Education and School Libraries. We hope to help you engage with the content on the Fossil Group website, introduce you to people who are using Fossil in schools, but most of all, just to have a conversation about the role of school librarians within education. So before I start this podcast, I just want to highlight a publication that was written by Darrell and myself called Making School Libraries Integral to the Education Process, which is an introduction to the IFLA School Library Guidelines. I will put a link in the show notes below, but it is an important step forward in helping school librarians and schools understand the importance of school libraries beyond reading for pleasure and we will probably come back to that in a later podcast so this month we're continuing where we left off last month um, and we're going to delve deeper into Daryl's chapter for the IFLA digital literacy book so I wonder Daryl um if you'd like to tell me a little bit more about the book.
1: Hi Elizabeth Um... Yeah, good to pick this conversation up. Just before we get going, I will mention that I am a little bit under the weather. So uh, you might need to excuse me uh, briefly, but I will try and keep any coughing and splattering to a minimum.
0: We'll forgive you. (laughs)
1: Um, So this book uh, is a... a, I I was invited to write this chapter for... Uh, this digital, if IFLA digital literacy book, uh, which is a book that <clears throat> was set in motion by the information literacy section. Okay. Uh, and that came about because a couple of years ago we hosted the IFLA school library uh, section mid year meeting at Blanchland College in Guernsey, uh, which you will remember because oh, yeah. you, joined, you joined us for that.
0: It was a it was uh, an amazing event.
1: Yeah. Yes, and the uh, the 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 secretary of the school library section, uh, Louisa Macquart, who um, is a professor at Roma Tre University. Um, so she she at that stage was the secretary of the school library group, but uh, was also involved with the I mean the 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 school library section but was also involved with the information literacy section uh, following our presentation on implementing the IFLA school library guidelines at Blanchland College, but also introducing this idea of um, inquiry as a heroic journey. Um, so so applying that specifically to uh, the way that Blancheland College understands or, or, or presents um, the educational journey f- to its students, uh, she invited me to write this, uh, to, to write a chapter for this digital literacy book. So the book uh, is called Libraries Empowering Society Through Digital Literacy Education. And the title of um, my chapter is Digital Literacy, Necessary But Not Sufficient for Life-Wide and Lifelong Learning. So so has, that,
0: so has that been published yet or is it about to be published?
1: So it's in publication so okay. it was launched so so what so what I'm going to share with you now is really a summary of my presentation of the chapter
0: okay
1: um at the ifla world library and information literacy section book launch so it was launched um, during the World Library and Information Congress in August, which was in Rotterdam, so I wasn't able to attend personally, but I did uh, present my chapter online. Okay, so,
0: and is that, is that online presentation available anywhere?
1: Yes, it is. So um, I try try to make all presentations. Um, um, whether they are inset presentations at Blanchland or external presentations like this um, and the previous presentation that we were talking about, the um, uh, the International Association of School Librarianship Conference in Rome. All of those uh, presentations I try to make available as soon as possible on the Fossil Group website, um, and you'll see that there is a, uh, a forum for fossil presentations. Okay. So, actually, the the full recorded presentation, because I, I did that as a, a video recording, um, along with the script, uh, are available on the website under fossil presentations.
0: Perfect. So I, I can link to the show notes. I can I can send. I, yeah, I can create links, which is great. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. So the re- so so the reason why um, this chapter was important is because it develops the argument that we made at the IASL conference in Rome. Uh, So what I will do is I will recap that uh, in the the brief summary of of this chapter. Um, But essentially what we've argued is that an inquiry-centered instructional program makes the school library integral to the educational process in a school so that that is the way that we become integral to the educational process over time yeah um and that a library centered educational process in school makes school integral to broader efforts okay um to develop students who are not only able to function in the kind of society that we are moving into, but are actually able um, to strengthen that society in a a really positive and good way. Um, So that really was the the purpose of this chapter, um, which I'll talk through in a little bit more detail.
0: Okay, so just before you do, can you... When you wait, can you give me a bit of an explanation about? And maybe you'll be covering this in the in the next bit anyway. But but how how can a school librarian who's done none of this take what you're suggesting and run with it? Are are we talking about librarians doing? little bits of it are we talking about librarians trying to embed something from a high level it is i'm looking for an example of how to get started i suppose
1: so i think there. i think there are two there so there are two discussions there um because i think what one of the challenges facing us is that because our 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 individual situations particularly in the UK vary so wildly from from school to school absolutely um we have a twofold challenge of what do what do we practically do in the situation that we find ourselves in yeah um while at the same time um beginning to gain clarity about where we ought to be and what we need to do as a profession to get there.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Two very, very different things.
1: Yes. But
0: do, um, you think, do you think that un- getting, gaining clarity is essential in order to be able to do something practically? Does absolutely. that come first? That comes first.
1: Absolutely. Because I think um, we all... Even in the best situation, we will all always have more to do than we can reasonably expect to do. Yes. Um. So the problem is we are always going to be more or less overwhelmed by the day-to-day stuff that needs to be done. Yes. So without great clarity about the bigger picture and how then we determine priorities within that bigger picture and are then disciplined about balancing those priorities without that we will i i don't think practically i can't see how um we ever get beyond um just being overwhelmed by the day-to-day stuff that we need to do
0: it's it's interesting because because um some of my training talks about the fact that you need to have a focus, and I suppose the focus is is this bigger picture um because if they if they don't, it, I, the, the conversation I generally tend to have is you know they're the photocopy expert, they're the laminator expert, they're they're, you know, They're yes people, school librarians. You know, I was a yes person. Anybody who wanted to work with me in whatever shape, shape or form, was great. But actually, once I got a focus, which which did come from fossil, um, and and subsequently the IFLA guidelines, um, it wasn't until I had a focus that I was able to go. Actually, my time is better spent doing something else than doing the photocopying. And it almost justified my reasons for saying no to something that that didn't fit into my focus. Uh, is that what you're talking about?
1: Well, so I think we have... Um, so there's an operational dimension to what we do, and there's a, um, a more strategic dimension to what we do. So I think un- unless we have great clarity... About what we are trying to achieve strategically. Um, I think we will always be overwhelmed by the operational demands, the day, the day-to-day operational demands. Yeah. Okay. And that and that was the purpose of the um the, the, the presentation that we did at the IASL conference in Rome. Um, that was that was more narrowly focused on um implementing an inquiry-centered instructional pro a balanced inquiry-centered instructional program Uh, so from our perspective an an inquiry-centered instructional program encompasses all five of the core instructional activities
0: yeah
1: um so what we were what what we were exploring in that presentation uh was how we went about practically implementing a balanced inquiry-centered instructional program
0: yeah
1: um what we were what we were wanting well what what i was wanting to look at in this chapter uh is how becoming integral to the educational process in the school then begins to make the school integral to broader democratic processes in society okay um so basically what what i was trying to do in the chapter was to further strengthen the librarians argument for why the library is integral to the educational process in the school and through that the school becomes integral to broader educational um this broader educational process that is aimed at strengthening democratic society
0: okay so can you expand on what you mean about broader society. So so I can see that that within a um within a GCSE, you know, year, so we're talking about GCSE, you work in a GCSE A level school. Um let's talk about year nine because it's the easy to easy one to talk about oh, where this oh, go on. <laughs> I, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go right beyond that because okay. that, so so that um that that Level of detail is in the IASL presentation, which is available to download from the Fossil Group website, Um, and we explore there practically how we went about implementing an inquiry-centered instructional program. So um, I've taken a step. I've I've taken a um, another step back from that. Okay. Um, And one of the so so one of the things. one of the reference points was um, a book by Jonathan Rauch. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce that. It's spelled R-A-U-C-H, but I'll send you the link for that. It's um, called The Constitution of Knowledge. Yeah. And in that book, um, so he's not the only person who's making this argument, but he makes the argument very clearly that our very real existential crisis, so so a literal existential crisis. So um, you can look, for example, at the situation that we're in with the climate. Um, you can look at the situation that we're in um, with the rise of populism and totalitarian regime so direct threats to democracy. Um the uh unthinkable uh re-emergence of the possibility of nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Um so so these are literally existential threats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and, and what he argues very clearly is that those existential threats are epistemological in nature. They've got to do worth, um, or, or, or they're a consequence of a breakdown of the knowledge-building process. Right. Um, which is an inquiry process. So the knowledge-building process is an inquiry process. Um, so the problem is that because we are no longer able to arrive at certainty about things. We, we, we aren't able to resolve differences of opinion
0: yeah,
1: because this knowledge-building process has broken down. We can't get beyond disagreement to agreement about facts. Um, so that really is the root of the existential crisis. Yeah. Um, so that, from our perspective, um, presents schools with an opportunity. Um, well, it presents us with an an incredible opportunity to establish um, a critical role for schools in strengthening what he calls the reality based community of error seeking inquirers. Okay. So, reality-based as in, um, we ought to be able to agree on what the facts are. And the way that we're able to do that is through the knowledge-building or inquiry process. And it's actually that community of error-seeking inquirers um, that democracy depends on. So, if that community is weakened or shattered, then d- democracy cannot it cannot survive. Um, now, uh, now so, so the link is so the link between this and what we were what we were arguing in the IASL conference is clear. Um, an inquiry centred instructional program in schools is aimed at developing um, reality based error seeking inquirers. So students who are equipped to be able to separate um, truth from untruth, um, in order to build an accurate understanding of the world and ourselves in that world.
0: So, I so are you saying that alongside the curriculum activities that students will go through in order to gain inquiry? skills that you are that it's important to set inquiry beyond school and and how does Ah, is that what you're saying
1: so 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 that so that is the um i I chose the title for the chapter very deliberately because it's um life wide and lifelong yep so um we encounter children in school but they have a lived life outside of school yeah and um our goal is not to get them to the end of school it's to equip them um for beyond school so what so, so one of the challenges, and that is why, um, again, we're beginning to appreciate really what, what the importance and the function of the connect stage of the inquiry process is, um, because that is intellectual and emotional engagement. So it is how how do we get children to invest themselves in their learning? Yeah. Um, so, again, they're... Uh, that work that we did on the essential questions um, are the the function of those essential questions is to help us help our students to understand how the work that they are doing in school is important work that matters um, not just for an exam but actually to help them live outside of school and beyond school
0: so so you've obviously you obviously are embedding this currently at Blanchland. can you you know you know it's obviously early days still because what you've been there two years now can you see a a difference in in attitude yet with some of your students
1: so um i am i am absolutely certain that we can um that is a separate conversation
0: it is yes
1: and, and also um once because the 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 start of term is incredibly busy because uh we have the normal induction um but say for example our year 9 signature work in interdisciplinary signature work inquiry uh where i am working through this in practice uh That is much more complex this year, so it has been very demanding. Um, So there is a lot of – that. there are a lot of insights that I need to share in the forum in that topic on the Year 9 Signature Work Inquiry. Right. I think if we were – so, again, that makes it more practical than the focus here, which, again, was establishing this bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's another conversation. And hopefully by that point, I will have had time to reflect on some of this practically, um, certainly in the year nine um signature work inquiry topic.
0: So so let's take us back to gaining clarity then. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I'm desperate to try and get away
1: yes. from
0: because it's hard, isn't it? Yes,
1: it is it's very hard. It, yeah. So we are wrestling, we are wrestling with um fundamental issues about what we think and what we believe about the world and the way that the world works and how we come to know that um so i'm going to come i'm going to come back to that because that's part of the definition of inquiry but I'll, i'll come back to that um because um the challenge for us is we need to have a view about what education is and how students become educated yep so that's not that's not a given um there are competing views about what education is and how we should educate and we need to be clear about what we think and what we believe and why and what the implications of that are for what we do Okay. So um, I'll just share a quotation that I've been thinking about quite a lot by Neil Postman. Um, So again, I can provide um, the title of that book. Um, But he says, uh, non-trivial schooling can provide a point of view for students from which what is So reality can be clearly seen. So we're providing them with a perspective where they can see reality clearly. What is, um, what was as a living present. So we're able to learn from the past. And what will be as filled with possibility. Now, if anything, our children need desperately need um, a future that is full of possibility, because it is impossible for them not to, to a greater or lesser extent, be aware of the fact that we are facing an excess a, a very real existential crisis. Yeah. You cannot you cannot escape that news. Um, so we need so we need to have uh, uh, um, we need to have a desire for a non-trivial education. We need to have some idea of what a non-trivial education is, and we need to have some idea of how we work towards that and what our unique contribution as school librarians is to bringing that about now that will inevitably bring us into conflict with colleagues possibly even schools possibly even with uh, the prevailing education system um because there are different views about what it means to be educated and how we get there. Um, but this, so the reason why I, I, I'm, I'm focusing on this definition is because uh, this ties a non trivial education to inquiry through our definition of what inquiry is coming to know and understand the world and ourselves in it, to know and understand the world and ourselves in it. That is reality. Yeah. Through a dynamic process. Yeah. A dynamic learning process, which is inquiry. So
0: is that, is that what you would say is our mantra? Is, is if somebody asks what we think, um, what is education, so, and what should it? Is this where we're heading?
1: Yes. So I think or, that. Or
0: is this where I'm at.
1: <laughs> that, so I think that 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 is a crucial first step. The crucial first step is that we're making a distinction between a trivial education and a non-trivial education.
0: So are we saying that a trivial education is is based on? Exercises throughout a child's life at school that are not relevant for today's children.
1: Um the so, children. May, so maybe we may, maybe we're um maybe we're still a couple of steps away from clearly describing a trivial education.
0: Okay, fair enough. Because Thank because, goodness. <laughs> yes,
1: because I think the starting point is is that we're clear about what a non-trivial education is. And the elements that Postman provided is that um, it's a it's a a point of view or a perspective um, from which we can see reality clearly. So so that links back to the um, reality based community of error seeking inquirers. So our concern is to know the world. And ourselves in it
0: yeah okay
1: through a process um so the second the second element is that um history is a living present um the past speaks to us and informs us yeah it's not dead um and crucially that the and as a consequence of these things the future is full of possibility it's not a dead end
0: so I you know, you, you can't go online these days without hearing conversations about education and where it's going and the problems that it has and um, there are lots of different ideas about where it should head, um, artificial intelligence ai is is something that is is being talked about a lot and there are opportunities within that environment for librarians to be talking about how inquiry can can help and guide students forward You know, I know we've talked before about AI and chat GPT and them being tools rather than, than something that's going to take over the world. Um, we can't enclose ourselves in a bubble as school librarians because who's going to listen to us? We're such a small group of people these days that actually, you know, we need we need voices in places where people are going to listen. Do you have a... A thought, and this is a random question that you weren't expecting, but but just uh, of where these conversations about what school librarians can bring can be held? And who with?
1: Um. So if I'm being absolutely honest with you, I don't think we're actually in a position yet to enter into those conversations. Okay. Because... Because I don't think we as a profession yet have clarity about what kind of education we believe in, okay, And what our, yeah, so we 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 can't clearly articulate what our role is if we aren't clear about um, broadly, what kind of education we believe in and value and are striving for so if we get into a conversation uh, uh, so this is my opinion if we get into a conversation about ai um then i think the danger is very quickly we are talking about um tips and tricks that librarians can provide um to get so, so, and now, now, now I'm speaking in extreme terms, yes, not to offend or alienate, but I think the real danger is that we get it, it will be another instance of, um, can you spare five minutes for me to teach some citing and referencing skills? Can you spare five minutes for me to teach some, um, ethical thoughts about use of AI or some practical tri- tips and tricks for using AI. Okay. But that leaves the deeper question of what education is and how we become educated untouched. What, what is the process of education? What is the process of learning? It leaves that untouched.
0: Okay, so interestingly, I'm going to, and it's a, I'm going to a disrupt Ed conference day with a group of educators who are talking about AI and education. And I think it's important that we join these conversations. Yep. um it will be interesting because the premise of that is about what does education look like. And yeah, i'm 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 going to learn to hear what they're talking about and maybe I can share with you afterwards yes. what, what those kind of conversations are about yes
1: so so there is definitely another conversation um because I've been thinking about this a lot more seriously now in the light of what we what we're talking about now yeah so there's very, there's very definitely um another conversation to be had there and I also have some stuff that I am almost ready to add to the discussion we were having in the forum about um chat GPT at all. So there is that discussion that we had started in the forum on the Fossil Group website. Um, and I certainly have some, some thoughts that I'd like to add to that, mm. uh, which as soon as I have time, I will add. Um, and I think that is very definitely an important question dimension to this thing that we're talking about now
0: yeah yeah
1: um
0: but but it does boil back down to the fact that when i attend this i need to have a folk i need to have clarity (laughs) on what i believe school librarians can bring to this process but it depends on what their process and what they're thinking about is so it will be it will be interesting. I will I will take your co- quotes with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um so so if I'm honest, let me just check because uh so actually I've got I've got one more slide um that brings us to effectively um the end of the overview of the chapter. Well okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest, the, so the rest of 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 what I had to speak about today, um, is really forward-looking, um, because it's it's as a consequence of the IASL conference and the argument that we started, yeah. um, the IFLA digital literacy chapter, which developed that argument beyond schools, um, and then as a consequence of that, where does that begin to? to lead us
0: okay
1: um but the 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 so so this brings it full circle because so in terms of 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 our view of what a non-trivial education is and our contribution to a non-trivial education so um we have a definition of inquiry that is a stance of wonder and puzzlement that gives rise to a dynamic process of coming to know and understand the world and ourselves in it as the basis for responsible participation in community
0: yeah
1: so the definition engages students intellectually and emotionally that's the stance That gives rise to a dynamic process that we understand very well and have models of, like, for example, Barbara Stripling's model, which um, fossil is based on.
0: Yep.
1: Um, In school, that process is directed at learning subject content. So in school, subjects are, offer perspectives on the world. They are ways of understanding the world and ourselves in it through those different disciplines.
0: Yeah.
1: So inquiry in school needs to start with a stance of wonder and puzzlement. Um, It needs to unfold according to an increasingly well understood and supported process, and it needs to be directed at um, subject content, important knowledge. Okay. Um so we have a definition, we have the instructional model of the process and we have um an increasingly detailed framework of inquiry skills
0: yep.
1: that need to be developed in subject teaching and learning from reception through to year 13.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and then the final part of that puzzle at the moment which leads which leaves us at the point where we're looking at future developments is the portraits of engaged and inquire um, engaged and empowered inquirers in each phase of schooling now there is a link in um, uh, there there is a topic in the nature of inquiry um, about the portraits and what I have done is um, the portraits for year 13, 9, 6, and 3, and the attributes of an engaged and empowered inquirer, um, those portraits are in that topic. Um, but what we're working on now is to demonstrate how inquiry... Um, develops those attributes at each phase of schooling okay. um but 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 that that is a sep- but that is a separate con- conversation so basically what it boils down to is that what we're saying is um our our view of a non-trivial education is contained in The definition, the model of the process, and the skills that enable that process, that have the portraits as their end, and are the means to that end. So that portrait is what the outcome of a non-trivial education would be, and we have the tools to produce that student. Okay. Yes.
0: Easy when you say it like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it, has, it has. It has. It's. It's exciting, uh, but it's about getting it. Us being able to vocalize. So I remember years back when we first started talking, and you were talking about fossil and how easily it tripped off your tongue. And I I think I, well, I do remember saying to you, I'm never going to be able to talk about fossil the way you do. And you said to me at the time, it is, you know, the more we talk about something, the more we understand it. And the more we understand something, the easier the conversations get. And and that has definitely been the case as, as I have unpacked fossil. So it is about putting in the effort, isn't it, to begin to understand what uh, and gain clarity we're back to square one aren't we to gain clarity about what it is we as school librarians want to take forward and how we're going to do that and we have we have the tools we just now need to be able to vocalize that and and start helping others to put this into practice I think
1: yes Whoa. and and we can't we can't be naive because many decisions so many decisions that impact education are politically motivated and driven yeah um so i don't think we can ever expect um and we're in the same boat as any Classroom based colleagues who view education in the same way as us, we're in the same boat as them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we cannot ever expect ourselves uh, to find ourselves in an ideal and fully supportive environment.
0: No, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Because we are always advocating for a certain view of what it means to be educated and how we become educated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But we can be in a position to train and support school librarians in understanding their role within education and supporting that through the work that you're currently doing.
1: And con- and consequently, um To empower, so to equip and empower those librarians to be entering into conversations with like-minded classroom colleagues in their schools, and to the extent that their individual situation allows for it, um, to begin change, to begin shaping, contributing to and shaping the education in their schools about what it means to be educated and how we become educated. and people in our individual schools are going to be more or less receptive to that, but that doesn't alter for a second the fact that we need to have clarity about what we believe, and we need to have enough conviction to be working towards that regard. So individually, in our um, individual situations and collectively as a profession, towards a... um, an increasingly clear picture of what a non-trivial education is and what it will require of us to get there, us and our colleagues in the classroom.
0: Yeah. Okay. so (laughs) before we finish off and talk about ongoing developments, I am just going to take a few minutes to introduce Engaging and Empowering School Libraries, a transformative training membership designed exclusively for innovative school librarians and teachers, If you're an educator or school with a shared passion for fostering collaboration between teachers and librarians across all subjects, then I extend a warm invitation to you to join me on this remarkable journey. My mission is simple yet powerful to empower school librarians and teachers through comprehensive training and unwavering support by equipping them with the necessary tools and knowledge I aim to enhance independent learning, elevate literacy levels and nurture overall student well-being through the incredible resource that is your school library. By joining my community, you'll embark on an exciting adventure alongside like-minded individuals who are equally committed to educational excellence, Together, we'll explore a unique learning experience that embraces innovation and encourages the growth of your students. For more information about this extraordinary opportunity, please visit the link provided in the show notes below. And don't miss out on the chance to be part of this empowering initiative. I've just realised, Daryl, I do need to change that slightly because I think, you know, I need to put clarity, gain clarity in there somewhere because it's that's an important part of what it is that I'm doing in order to support school librarians so I'll have to think about that advert again (laughs) but let's talk about the developments with Barbara Striplin um so you your collaboration with Barbara is ongoing so could you tell us a little bit more about the current projects or initiatives you're both working on and explain what it means for the ongoing development of fossil if you don't mind
1: so I think um our future list of uh discussion topics is growing.
0: I'm sure it is. <laughs> uh,
1: because yeah, I'm 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 aware that uh we, we've had a good chat already. We have. Um but maybe just the the the, the, the two things to to highlight uh, are that so I I uh I, I and to a greater or less uh, greater or less extent Jenny um meet with Barbara every week um, for a couple of hours Uh, so we've developed a very close and productive working relationship and that is on on both a a theoretical level so um, developing our understanding of what inquiry is and how it works but also on a practical level because um, we wrestle with how to implement that in our school? So, so Jenny and I wrestle with that every day. Uh, yep. You know how we how we implement that in our school. Um, so, the, the 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 main focus for Barbara, Jenny, and I at the moment are on our joint presentation um, at the AASL conference the american association of school librarians conference um in tampa uh i think our presentation is on saturday the 21st of october Uh, are you
0: you going are you going to Tampa? oh that's
1: a shame (laughs) no i mean we 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 had we had our fingers crossed but um practically and financially It's it's not it's not possible it would have been amazing yeah uh to have been able to go to the AASL conference, um, but specifically, you know, to, to meet and spend time with Barbara in person. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, that won't happen this time. Uh, but the, 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 the main development. To fossil that we are looking forward to is the next stage in the evolution of the portraits
0: okay so just explain what you mean the by by the portrait so, so-
1: um so yeah if if you provide the link in the um chat to the topic in the nature of inquiry on the website so so in the the the, the forum the nature of inquiry There is a a a topic on the portraits. Okay. Now what I've done is I've put the portrait of an engaged and empower empowered inquirer at year thirteen, nine, six, and three. Okay. In each phase of school. Okay. Um. That portrait. So so that portrait includes. Um, a number of attributes. so, the attributes are independent learning competencies. Okay. Um, which includes an inquiry stance and process. Yeah. Um, strong self identity, social and emotional attributes, cultural responsiveness, voice and agency, and growth mindset. Okay. So, the point is that inquiry. Um, has as its end an engaged and empowered inquirer. Yeah. And what that means is that students ought to be able to say and do certain things at each phase of school in each of those competencies. I mean, within each of those attributes.
0: Right.
1: Um. And what we've begun to do is to identify um, priority skills that are developed in each attribute at each phase of their schooling.
0: Okay.
1: So um so the two exciting things are is what that so what, what those concrete skills actually look like. Yep. So um, at year three, what the priority skill for independent learning, strong self-identity, social and emotional attributes, cultural responsiveness, voice and agency and growth mindset, what is the priority skill in year three, six, nine, and 13 for each attribute? And then what Barbara and her colleagues have done, which is really exciting, is they've reimagined the associated graphic organisers for those skills. Fantastic. With this in mind. Okay. Now, um, so that will be a major part of Barbara's contribution to our AASL presentation. Right. And And
0: when is that going to be? October?
1: 21st of October. Yeah, see you um and then jenny and i are providing the practical examples of um this deeper understanding of inquiry at blanchland um yeah. in years 369 and 13 wow. to correspond with those um priority yeah i mean it's not a, it's not a direct correspondence because this is okay. work in progress but um it is with that in the background yeah um and then the second um really interesting I think an important thing is that um at the a a s l con- um the, the i a s l conference in Rome uh I did have time to meet in person uh colleagues from Australia um particularly Lee Fitzgerald and um alinda Sherman uh And they actually traveled back to Australia via Guernsey to spend some time here with us uh, chatting about what we are doing because fossil is uh, growing. So there's a a growing interest in and adoption of fossil in Australia, um, particularly New South Wales. Um, And one of the things that came out of the IASL conference was a a concern, um, so a widespread concern with the instructional identity or lack of instructional identity of the school librarian. Uh, And I've been asked to write another article for ACCESS, so that's the um, Australian School Library Association um, Journal. Um, on the instructional identity of the school of the school librarian, which from our perspective is rooted in um, the core instructional activities of the school librarian as outlined in the uh, IFLA school library guidelines.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. So that one, that one's due
1: November. So uh, I need to be working on that very, very soon after I've, um, finished the presentation um our our part of the presentation for aasl
0: absolutely so lots of work going on it sounds it sounds really exciting and and i do look forward to to chatting to you a little bit more about about what's coming up and and you know i think we've listed a few things that we need to dig a bit deeper into in future conversations so thanks very much, Daryl, um, for your time tonight. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this fossil podcast. As always, if you'd like to comment on anything or you've heard anything you've heard, or you, we'd love to hear from you. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future discussions. Thank you very much for listening.